Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Well, folks, welcome to the free Savage Nation podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But for those of you who have been requesting that we provide for you an ad-free podcast, we're going to keep doing that. And in addition to getting the ad-free podcast, which many of you want, for less than the price of a beer in a bar a month, only $3.99 a month, you're going to get an occasional monologue from me. Maybe I'll read from one of my novels. You're going to get an archive piece going back to 1994. Whatever comes up, you're going to get on an occasional basis. Details will be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com. I'm going to give you a link right now. And if you want to join, all you got to do is go to glow.fm slash savage premium. Glow.fm slash savage premium. Glow.fm slash savage premium. If you click on it. You're going to see a cartoon of me join Savage's exclusive club with the rate and you just click and you join. You're going to love it. I appreciate it very much. I hope you join the Savage exclusive club. I want to thank you very much for supporting the Savage Nation podcast, either the free version or the paid version. Your patronage. It's appreciated. It's that simple. My grandfather would say the grace of God and the goodwill of the neighbors. And by the way, look out for your neighbors. If you're in the region, look out for your neighbors. So thank you very much, and thank you, Commissioner. I, I really think it all works. I'm not I'm not supposed to take any questions, but go ahead. Mr. I'm not going to answer Afghanistan now. Okay. Very sad day in American history, both militarily and politically, on a human rights level. I've never seen anything like this. The guns are going off in Afghanistan. People are being executed door to door. 
with American weapons. It's astounding to me how the liberal media has fallen so far. Welcome to the Savage Nation uh, podcast today. Let me begin today with an article that just came out in the Washington Times by Cheryl Chumley, where she apparently heard my Breitbart interview, which you will hear during this podcast, but she summarized it in a, well, in this way, and it's kind of inflammatory. Michael Savage slams Biden the bum mook faker. I had to use those words. And she said, Michael Savage slammed Joe Biden during an interview with Breitbart as a bum, a failure, a mook, a faker for his Afghanistan withdrawal and outright blamed the president for getting people killed. And that was just a warm up. Cheryl says, but Savage's points are true, blue, true. And she goes on to explain exactly what's going on. And then she quotes me from the article saying, I don't think I can add to what's already been said and written about Biden, this imposter, this failure, this bum, this mook, this faker who has gotten people killed. I'm so incensed and outraged by what I'm watching, not only because of the deaths and destructions that have occurred thus far, but because of what is coming will be far worse. And uh, Savage goes on to say, today we read that Biden's friends, the Taliban, who he has entrusted with airport security in Kabul, take an elderly folk musician and shot him in front of his family because music is not permitted according to the Quran. This is Tara's greatest victory in my lifetime and is directly tied to Biden. Cheryl Shumley goes on to say, yes, history will indeed show Biden's first year fecklessness was the match that set the world on fire. It'd be one thing if Biden truly had a lapse in judgment and hurried to fix the fallout, but his ongoing double talk, his ongoing double talk, where he says the buck stops with him and then goes on to throw his intelligence as generals, advisors, the Afghan army, the Afghan people, and Donald Trump under a bus of blame. All that doublespeak and more show he has zero intention of addressing the chaos his administration has created. Biden has cut and run from Afghanistan, abandoned Americans and Afghan allies can go to hell. So Savage is quoted by saying, look at the tanks and weapons left behind. I thought any other government would have dissolved after the suicide bombing. But, you know, instead of quoting what is written about me, let's go into what needs to be done or what we can do. Just this morning, I received a couple of emails. Well, I I received some last night from friends in special forces, and I am not a military guy, but I respect them more than you can ever imagine. And they've been flying in and out on secret flights, rescuing people in Afghanistan while the rest of us are just sitting in horror and watching this. They are the real true blue. They are the heart and soul of America. They are the spine of America. And I asked how I can help. And they sent me a link to a site where you can help, an opportunity to donate to assist in this effort. And all donations will be tax deductible. It goes right to them. I'm not trying to stick my beak or my hands into it. I'm not I don't run fake charities like so many do in the, you know, if I ever went into this and I should do it another day, be very wary of military charities. A good percentage of them are run by complete phonies. It's, It's a nightmare what's going on. But what you can do is the important part, right? That's all that matters is what you can do. So I have a link for you that you can use to send money. It just came to me minutes ago. To donate the Special Forces Association Chapter 23 support of the Pine- Pineapple Express operations now underway. That's the flights going in and out, still going in and out, 
to save people, as well as efforts to resettle those who make it here to the U.S., there's a PayPal button link that I put up on michaelsavage.com. I can't read it to you because it's too many numbers and it won't translate. Please go to michaelsavage.com and make any donation that you can and do your part. The money will go directly to the Special Forces Association, Chapter 23, and you will support them in their flights in and out of Afghanistan to save their friends who were our allies and also to resettle the good ones who make it here. Believe me, they know the good ones. Now, what else can I say to you? Will we win this war? We lost the war. This is the greatest military disaster in American history. And it's under the watch of Joe Biden. And here's the terrible truth that I have to tell you. Because of vermin in the media like Anderson Cooper, and I can name the others, but to me, Anderson Cooper epitomizes the smugness, the deceit, the lowness of humanity is the, defined by Anderson Cooper on CNN, a slimy type of the lowest order. Because of people like him, Biden was both elected and will slither away from this great military and humanitarian disaster. And by the time the midterm elections come around, when we all think we're going to see justice and see these filthy, disgusting anti-American scum thrown out of office, I'm afraid to tell you that because of vermin in the media, like Anderson Cooper, but he's not alone, I can almost guarantee you that this great defeat will be translated into a great victory. We will be hearing continuously that he got us out of uh, Afghanistan. He saved so many American boys from dying over there. He's a great American man of peace. And now we have to move on. That is what's going to happen by the time the midterms come around, and I don't want to have to say, say it to you. But as I speak to you, hundreds of Americans are still in Afghanistan after the, less, the last military flight. And we know that Biden's Afghanistan disaster is terror's greatest victory in my lifetime, and we're going to hear more about that on today's uh, a podcast. But what else can I tell you that you don't already know? I mean, if you're scanning the nights, you know that there are the new, new sites. There are house-to-house executions. There is horrifying audio being released of Taliban killings house to house in Kabul as Americans and allies were left behind by the scumbag President Joe the faker Biden and his tin generals, his tin pot generals. It's a shock that I even have to say this to you. It's a nightmare that I even have to say this to you. It's all backwards. It didn't have to happen. There was a way to withdraw there was a way to take out our allies. There was a way to save Bagram Air Force Base. There was a way to save our equipment. But this bastard cut and ran. And the general, McKenzie, says the Taliban were helpful and useful. How much further does it have to go until you on the left wake up to what these bastards have done to this country? First, they destroyed the police. Now they destroyed the military. As I speak, gunfire and fireworks are erupting in Kabul after the U.S. withdraws from Afghanistan. They have our planes, tanks, guns, night vision scopes. It's astounding. We're watching this in real time. Animal rights groups are saying U.S. military left working dogs behind in Afghanistan. 
the American Humane Society slammed the Biden administration after the U.S. military left its contract dogs to be slaughtered in Afghanistan. Remember, Muslims hate dogs. They will use them for target practice. Maybe that'll get to you liberals. Don't think about the American boys who were killed. Don't think about our Afghani partners who are being killed. Think about the dogs that are going to be used as target practice by your friends, the Muslim fanatics, the Islamo-fascists in Kabul. Maybe you'll break out into cheers and gunfire in America to celebrate America's military defeat, along with the squad, the vermin, fifth column operating in America. There's almost nothing more I can say right now that you may not have heard, but left behind are several hundred Americans following the complete disgraceful U.S. troop withdrawal, according to all known sources. If you want to help, please go to michaelsavage.com and make a donation directly to the special forces group I mentioned. I get nothing from it. It does not go through me. I am not Fox News. I'm not Benny Shapiro or Sean Hannity. I'm not any of those. I'm Michael Savage. Give them some money and don't sit on your asses. And now the rest of the podcast on this very, very dark day in American history. Michael Savage, a host like no other. I pray to God that one day we will return America to her glorious roots of freedom and to faith and to family. I'm not going to harbor on what the America that once was, but I will try to tell you that we seem to have the enemy within running America right now. Now, those are harsh words, and I say them with some trepidation for fear of them. Back in 2002, I published a book entitled, 2003, a book entitled The Enemy Within. And I quoted in the front from Cicero, who has been widely quoted since the book came out by others who have read my book and rediscovered Cicero. Remember, the book was published nearly 20 years ago. Cicero wrote, A nation can survive its fools and even the ambitious, but it cannot survive treason from within. An enemy at the gates is less formidable, for he is known and carries his banner openly. But the traitor moves amongst those within the gate freely. His sly whispers rustling through all the alleys, heard in the very halls of government itself. For the traitor appears not a traitor. He speaks in accents familiar to his victims, and he wears their face in their arguments. He appeals to the baseness that lies deep in the hearts of all men. He rots the soul of a nation. He works secretly and unknown in the night to undermine the pillars of the city. He infects the body politic so that it can no longer resist. A murderer is less to fear. Now, that was written by Marcus... Tullius Cicero, a Roman orator and statesman in 42 BC. And I read it many times in my radio show over the years. And in the book, uh, The Enemy Within, I talked about the war on our media, the war on the war, etc. And we're going to talk today about the war on the military and the war on war. It came out that Biden and his band of merry pranksters or merry jokesters or merry wokesters permitted a Taliban death squad to get their hands on American handheld scanners 
and an American biometric database to identify Afghans who work with the military or NATO. The devices and database which the military failed to destroy as they ran out of Afghanistan have given the Afghans who work with us no way to hide their identities, making them easy targets for execution. People are saying, how did this happen? Why did they leave them there? I don't think people listening to this podcast are ready to hear my opinion, which I will repeat at some risk to myself, given the danger that we are all in from this gang that's running this country. Do you actually think that the tanks, the planes, the helicopters, and the American handheld scanners and biometric database just simply fell into the hands of the Taliban? Or were they given to the Taliban as part of an agreement that we know nothing about? I'll let you decide what actually happened. I think they were given to them as part of an agreement that if you give us these things, the helicopters, the planes, the tanks, the scanners, the vests, the night vision goggles, if you give them to us, we won't kill as many as we would have killed, especially not while your Americans are still there. In fact, we won't even kill any Americans. And then, then along comes a new group called ISIS-K. It's about, oh, wow, they're new. They're not, they're not the Taliban. They're our allies, the Taliban. They're not our allies, and ISIS-K is no different than the Taliban. It's good cop, bad cop. That's what they're playing on us. So what am I talking about? Do you actually believe that Biden authorized those drones the other day that killed two ISIS bigs on motorbikes without IDing them? I don't believe it for a minute. I think it's a wag the dog, and I think it's also blowing up an aspirin factory all over again. It's for optics only. Or they targeted some poor guys riding around on motorbikes and said, look, we got him. I don't believe it. It's smoke and mirrors. And I hope you understand that this is not easy for me to say. All Biden wanted to do was show he was tough, that we retaliated. Everything is bait and switch, smoke and mirrors, bombing aspirin factories. So where do we go from here? How do we save this country with Biden's 10 generals running the war and one Marine stands up to them and they fire him? You heard, of course, about him. There are several fake and I repeat again, fake, fake, fake GoFundMe pages for the brave U.S. Marine who was fired for slamming the military over the Afghan exit. All he did was say the superiors who are running the military don't know what the hell they're doing. Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller told the New York Post, I demand accountability at all levels. If we don't get it, I'm bringing it. He also quoted Thomas Jefferson saying every generation needs a revolution. He was fired by Biden and his 10 generals after he released a viral video slamming the U.S. military for botching the exit from Kabul. And he issued a clear threat to his old fat superiors on Saturday. The men who served under him love him and respect him. So what does this have to do with the enemy within? You know, an enemy within may not be a traitor on purpose, but an enemy within can be a traitor without even wanting to be a traitor. You understand what I'm saying to you? It's obvious to all of us that something terrible is a, is, is a loose, a loose here. Then the flag draped caskets arrive of the fallen American Marines murdered in Kabul terror attacks. And there's Biden crying again with Jill. And we're supposed to believe that he had nothing to do with them being killed. 
Then we're told that a chilling, imminent bloodshed was going to happen again. And another drone strike stops another ISIS suicide bomber. We're supposed to believe that? Meanwhile, the terrorists are blocking Americans from the Kabul airport. In the middle of all of this, Fauci the liar and pimp for the drug companies is saying vaccines must be given to children. It's a mandate for children and you must get one every five months. The enemy within operates on every level. How did this start? But more importantly, where it ends is anyone's guess. How far will this treachery go? Where it will end is anyone's guess. And so we have to look at the enemy within again. Back in 03, when I wrote The Enemy Within, I focused on the military in a chapter called The War on the War. I'm going to read you a paragraph or two because it fits perfectly. Whether you know it or not, I wrote, America is engaged in a fight for her life. Frankly, the tragic events on 9-11 were just a wake-up call. Militant forces have painted a bullseye on the forehead of Lady Liberty. They spend every waking hour plotting how and where to strike once more. Was I wrong? I wrote then, thankfully, our commander-in-chief, President George W. Bush, responded swiftly by proclaiming a war on terrorism. If it were not for a a number of unpopular but necessary measures to strengthen our homeland security, I'm convinced we might have already been hit again. Now, that was a long time ago, and we have been hit again. And, of course, the war on terror has been used to uh, get many people who are innocent on other charges. I went on to say, as America fights the war against terrorism, the single most effective way to stop our effort dead in its tracks might surprise you. It has nothing to do with enemy aircraft, tanks, guns, bombs, booby traps, or the use of biological or conventional arms against our boys. As weapons go, this lethal device can do more damage than a thousand dirty bombs. Worse, it's not deployed on the battlefield. It is unleashed right here on our own soil. What is this weapon of mass destruction? The tongue. The ultra-leftist traitors within our borders have unleashed a relentless barrage of words against the war on terrorism with their subversive tongues. These turncoats and their sympathizers spew a web of lies and anti-American hatred with unquenchable zeal. Their goal? Sabotage the war on terror. Sabotage our will to fight terrorism. Beyond that, they desire to put a Democrat socialist in power. Now, I wrote that in 03. We now have a Democrat socialist appeaser in power. And I went on. Tell me if it applies now or not. These modern-day descendants of Benedict Arnold are openly anti-American. They have no shame. Who am I talking about? Occasional cortex. Bernie Sanders, the worst of all of them. I went on to say, as I will demonstrate, you will find them boldly waging a war on the war in five primary places, our colleges, Hollywood, the media, and politics. And you'll even find some of the fiercest attacks coming from the ranks of the retired military community. Well, now we have it coming from the active military community. Even while our troops were taking fire, these shameless malcontents were intent on destroying everything America stands for. They oppose everything that makes us great with one incessant voice. And they do so by wagging their tongues in scorn, in hate, and in unison. And I wrote, while I cherish freedom of speech and rely upon it in my podcasts and on my Newsmax TV appearances, I also understand the difference between dissent and subversion. I then quote many actors 
I don't have to repeat them. Many of them are forgotten by uh, all of us right now. But there was a producer and director of the time named Robert Altman, who represents the worst of Hollywood, who said at the time, when I see an American flag flying, it's a joke. Our flag is more than a joke to actress Janine Garofalo. She said, when I see the American flag, I go, oh, my God, you're insulting me. The Hollywood idiots are the least of our problems. Of course, they're conducting sedition, not dissent. There's a big difference between a commentary on terrorism and advocacy of it. And the fact of the matter is the climate of public discourse because of the advent of social media has degenerated even further than it was 20 years ago. The enemy within has made it so that if you love America, if you love our flag, if you love the family, God and freedom, you are the traitor. These deceivers have turned nationalism and patriotism into treason, which is why our aging fat generals, instead of rooting out terrorism, instead of looking for the terrorists in Afghanistan, instead of not releasing them from the prisons at Bagram and elsewhere to conduct the massacres that have followed, they were hunting down white supremacists in the military. That is what has been going on, and it's only just begun. The body count will get greater. The body count will go up, not down. And many have been left behind. And of course, you have to remember that the enemy within is doing it not just because they hate America, but because of the dollars involved. I could even go a step further and say, what about all of the opium where is it going? But I covered that two podcasts ago when we talked with a Marine general who ran the 101st Airborne out there. He answered that question. I recommend you listen to my previous podcasts about Afghanistan. You hear me? I'm not going to cover the opium story right now and the Silk Road that runs from China to the rest of the world. This is the savage nation. We're living in very dangerous times. All the ponytails in the media here we are all over again we should have foreseen the tragedy on the biden based upon his track record we know that they were left behind by biden those who helped us not by accident but as part of a deal their lives were traded in order to reduce the terror attacks on our troops that are there and on the americans still left there they were traded as were our weapons. The Taliban rule will be a long, slow death for women who are facing lives of sexual slavery and then being offed. And our Secretary of State, Blinky Blinken, was vacationing in the Hamptons with the other scum of the earth hours before Kabul fell. And where was McConnell? Where are most of the Republicans? We don't know where they are. All we know is this. We know that the worst is yet to come. We are now living in a place where six or seven or eight decades of radical mad dog liberalism has taken us. America is now teetering on the cliffs of insanity. They have taken us down the pathway of death. This may not be pretty to hear. It may make you uncomfortable. 
but the truth sometimes is a necessary tonic. Today's podcast is filled with my rage, and it will not stop. I'm trying to encourage Americans not to give up, but to again reclaim our country, our government, and our national integrity. And I will ask you again, if you don't act, who will? And if not this issue of the botched withdrawal and the turning over to our worst enemies, those who worked with us, what will it take for you to finally get off your behinds? What will it take for you to wake up to the fact that the enemy within is operating in this nation? I'll be right back with more right here on the Savage Nation podcast. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Well, what you're about to hear is an interview that I did on Newsmax television last Friday, which is as fresh as it was at the time, which is why I am including it in today's podcast. Why don't you listen and tell me what you think? Our next guest is a great friend of the show. And just like Newsmax, he is not afraid to challenge this messy and weak administration. From calling Biden the commander in grief to stating that Biden brought ISIS back to life, he hasn't held back on Twitter. He says, quote, any other government in the world would be dissolved after this suicide bombing. Our hologram Biden is hiding. Joining me now is the tweet author himself, host of the Michael Savage show, Michael Savage. Michael, you know, if he can't be trusted to, uh, you know, ask questions, questions as he sees fit rather he takes a, a list from his team uh, I can't imagine how he's running things at 1600 Pennsylvania right now everybody knows he's not running things and I want to say first of all Jen it's a very sad time in America everyone I know who loves this country is extremely agitated and sad and they know the handwriting is on the wall today's podcast was entitled Biden's bloodbath I mean this is how severe it's gotten for me Biden and his band of merry wokesters have destroyed the military. I think that while the Taliban were studying the art of war by Lao Tzu, Biden's generals were writing war for dummies. It seems to me everything is upside down. And I want to remind your listeners, Jen, that Roman civilization did not pass peacefully away. According to a French scholar, it was assassinated. And all day long, all I could think about was Biden and his Merry wokesters are assassinating America by the hour. I don't know how this is turned around. And I don't have the answer for you because they're out of control. There's no opposition. A hundred thousand of these lunatics are coming into the country unscreened, leaving Americans behind, as many of you have been discussing on your great show. I wrote a book in 2003, which is not even for sale. So I'm not holding it up to sell it, Jen. It's just the title. Title says it all. Michael Savage, The Enemy Within, 2003. So what am I trying to say? I was quoting Cicero. It applies to Biden. I didn't even know who Biden was at, the, at that time. It said, a nation can survive its fools and even the ambitious, but it cannot survive treason from within. Okay, the traitor rots the soul of a nation. It seems to me Biden is yeah. rotting the soul of the nation. It and Michael, you know, what's really terrifying is you think, OK, a lot of people are saying, you know, how much longer will Biden be president? Is he is he going to move on? Is he, go, is he going to resign? Uh, <laughs> unlikely. But the next in line, Kamala Thank Harris, you. she was oh. asked about Afghanistan. Listen to how she responded. OK. <laughs> Is the U.S. doing anything to address that situation? And then I have a follow up on Afghanistan. OK. <laughs> 
The cackle. the cackle. So that's next in line. Then you've got Pelosi, tone deaf Pelosi, oh. tweeting about rim, women's rights. She won't even come back to Washington. Uh, I mean, it doesn't look good. You know, people say who's running the government. It's certainly not Kamala Harris. She's a stooge of Pelosi. People don't know the Bay Area politics the way I do. Kamala is a product of the machine that runs the Bay Area. The Bay Area is run by the Pelosi machine. God forbid People don't understand this, but behind it all is Nancy Pelosi. And through a quirk of fate or, God forbid, something else, Nancy Pelosi could be president of this country. And if you think Biden is bad, you've seen nothing yet. It is a nightmare waiting to happen, even though we're living in a nightmare. It's like a triple nightmare. So where do we go? If we lived in a sane society, if we had a parliamentary system, which, of course, is a dream, this gov- they would have called for new elections and a new government would have been formed. That's the way it's done in England. It's the way it's done in Israel. We have this dumb two-party system, and we're stuck with an idiot, no matter what he does, for four straight years, maybe eight years. Michael, do you think pressure is going to build on him? I mean, you are seeing some on the left, especially in the media as well, starting to give some criticism uh, to question uh, his, uh, his strategy here. Do you think that will affect him politically? No, they're playing a game against uh, us. They're making believe that they oppose Biden, but they really want... Harris in office because she's even more easily manipulated than he is. She is more of a puppet than he is. They don't even want him. He's too much of a centrist Democrat for them. So they're making believe that he's made a mistake and they see it. It's the same with the fools in the mainstream media. They're making believe they're criticizing him, but they're not criticizing him. What they're doing is setting the stage to remove him, which we all saw from the get go from day one that Harris was really going to be running this country, meaning whoever's running Harris is going to be running this country. And it's a nightmare. It wouldn't be bad if they were just corrupt Democrats who were in it for the money. But these are corrupt, anti-American psychopaths. And I wasn't joking, Jen, when I said while the Taliban was studying the art of war by Lao Tzu, Biden's generals were either writing or reading war for dummies. And one Marine commander was fired today. Did you see that story? He wrote one tweet criticizing them, and they threw him out of the military after many years of service. What kind of country are we living in? I know. I want to raise money for him because they cut off his pension as well. It's certainly not the America it was uh, just a few short months ago in the previous administration. Michael Savage, always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for joining us tonight. Very sad times, Jen. Thank you for this great show. Indeed. Thank you. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Now I'd like to introduce you to the interview that no one has heard until now, not the entire interview, done by the great Josh Kaplan of Breitbart News. The only news site I really trust is Breitbart. They're the best. They always have been. They always will be. The rest are snakes and phonies. Here's the interview that we did, the verbal interview you may have read it but you didn't hear it this is josh and i talking on the savage nation podcast fire away mr kaplan dr savage let's dive into this interview going big and broad from the onset let's talk about your overall overarching analysis of biden's handling of afghanistan in recent weeks i don't think i can add to that which has already been said and written about this imposter This failure, this bum, this mook, this faker who has gotten people killed. I am so incensed and outraged by what I am watching. But 
not only the deaths and destruction that have occurred thus far, but what is coming will be far worse. Today we read that Biden's friends, the Taliban, who he has entrusted with airport security, took an elderly musician out, a folk musician, and shot him in the field in front of his family because music is not permitted according to the Quran. Can you believe this? Of course you can believe it. This is terror's greatest victory that I have seen in my lifetime. And it is directly, directly tied to Biden. It is his biggest blunder. It is terror's greatest victory. It's a form of invasion and conquest of the West that I never thought I would witness in my lifetime. But worse than all of this, if you can, if you can rank worseness, is the sad performance of people like John Kirby and Jen Psaki putting on the lies, trying to gloss over the failures for the world to see, and all the world can see that they're lying and smirking through it. So today I tweeted anyone sickened by Pentagon spokesmouth John Kirby's scurrying off press stage like a rat. It's getting me. I can hardly watch it anymore. And these people remind me of the kids who cheated in school, the kids who cheated in school and wound up running the G.O. That's who these remind me of. And they're absolutely not capable of it. And now the whole world is watching their screw ups, their disaster, and they're still lying through their teeth. We can go into the specifics, but everyone knows all of them. The tanks left behind, the weapons left behind. Let's start with just the, the, the material, right? The material that was left behind. The tanks, the weapons, the uh, night vision goggles. We all know about this now. When it first happened, I said any other government in the world would be dissolved after the suicide bombing. Our hologram Biden is in hiding. That was then. Then he came out. Do you remember him clutching his um, cheat sheets, holding on to them when someone asked him a question mm-hmm. that he did, didn't want to answer? And he leaned his head forward as though he was overwhelmed by it all. Yes. And in the beginning, I said Trump defeated ISIS and Biden brought them back to life. So people are asking me, well, it's not the Taliban doing it. It's ISIS. I said, are you joking? They're two sides of the same exact evil. It's good cop, bad cop. But it's a difference between which Hitler you like, but ISIS is the bad one and the Taliban are the good one. It's a good cop, bad cop game that they're playing. Remember, Trump ran them out of the Middle East, along with, by the way, the Russian Air Force. I watched it very carefully. They were running rampant during Obama. We brought in a strongman Trump. Trump took on ISIS. And with our special forces, our Air Force and the Russian Air Force, they beat them. So you say, well, if Trump beat them, where'd they come from? Very simple. They were locked up in prison at Bagram Air Force Base, and they were released by Joe Biden's friends in the Taliban. That's where they came from. They could have been they could have been removed. They could have been sent to other countries. They could have been executed. But they were released, and now they're killing old people for playing a guitar. So where do we go from here? Biden's weakening of the military, seen also by Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Mark Miley, proponents of critical race theory who have been pushing Woke ideology instead of military readiness. Isn't that a part of what's going on here? They were looking for white supremacists while this blew up in their face. And then just the other day, 
a sitting Marine battalion commander blasted the ineptitude of U.S. military leadership and they fired him. The man should be the Joint Chiefs of Staff chairman. That Marine should be made the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Instead, he was fired and his pension denied. This is a U.S. Marine, a real one. Then the other day, Josh, we hear that a drone killed two ISIS bigs, but no identification of the uh, two ISIS bigs. Right. So I said, do you believe they really killed two ISIS bigs with drones? Why not ID them? Well, I was swamped on Twitter with that. To me, it's the aspirin factory again. Remember when Clinton bombed the aspirin factory? Yes. In the desert to get even. Was it Gaddafi, I believe? And he showed he was tough and he launched F-15s off an aircraft carrier to get even with Gaddafi for blowing up the Pan Am flight. Mm-hmm. Well, and he, he really didn't do anything, but he blew up an aspirin factory that was empty, remember? So this yeah. is the Democrat playbook. Lie, 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 deny, deny, deny. And then say whoever is accusing you uh, of lying and denying is a white supremacist or a racist or a, or a, or a right winger. So now they have Taliban death squads using American handheld scanners and American biometric databases to ID Afghans who work with the military or NATO, hunting them down, a mobilized Einsatzgruppen unit, like right out of Hitler's Germany, Einsatzgruppen. The the Taliban has mobilized a special unit they call Al-Isha, which is just like Hitler's Einsatzgruppen, who are hunting down Afghans who helped the U.S., and executing them if not torturing them yes Uh, is there anything more that nobody anyone who knows what's going on doesn't see it's shocking josh and i'm watching this bloodbath my friday podcast was biden's bloodbath how we got here a look back this did not happen in a vacuum so the left is of course blaming trump that's their default messaging which is ludicrous for a number of reasons, because Trump did want to withdraw from Afghanistan. We all know that. And he had a withdrawal strategy, which did not include giving them Bagram Air Force Base, by the way. And when Biden was pressed on why did you give up Bagram Air Force Base? I think that's when he collapsed on the stage on the stage. And he had the nerve to say, I'm not in charge. I asked my generals. They made the decision. That's total BS. He's the commander in chief. You listen to all your advisors and then you make the decision and you own that decision and so now afghans a situation that's getting more horrific by the day if you can imagine if anyone can imagine it's going to get worse it will get a lot worse tomorrow uh when we are finally going to withdraw for good that's when the slaughter and the rapes will begin in earnest and we're going to sit here and what hear about hurricane ida and we're going to be hearing about white supremacy Is that what they're going to try to spoon feed the American people? I don't think people are buying it, Josh. You probably have access to the to the uh, data, right? You know, but who's really running the nation is the question. People keep asking me on Twitter. Well, Dr. Savage, that was my next my next question, actually, about who's running the nation. I have strong feelings about that. So shock moment, Biden snaps a reporter and says, I'm not going to answer Afghan now. That's when he was talking about uh, the uh, Hurricane Ida. So they dared ask him about the bigger issue, the 400 pound gorilla. I'm not supposed to take any questions. But on the end, he says, I'm not supposed to take any questions. You hear this? The leader of the free world. I'm not supposed to take any questions. But go ahead, Biden told the press. 
So a reporter says on Afghanistan, he cuts him off and says, I'm not going to answer Afghanistan now. And he turns his back on them and walks out. Right. And so, Dr. Savage, let's let's uh, expand that. In a recent interview with Newsmax, you warned that there's more that meets the eye than the establishment media's seemingly critical coverage of Biden's handling of Afghanistan. You posited that their critical coverage is less to do, if not at all to do, with the disaster that's unfolded and more to do about who to put in power next. Right. We've all seen that he is a, a placeholder. We all know he was never up to the job. He's like the accidental president. Whether it was stolen, we don't even want to go into that now. He is not fit to be president. I don't have to make any jokes about a, a man who's way past his shelf life. We all know he's, to me, I'm a, an, an analyst of these things. He's got pre-senile dementia. That, that's a, a large category of of dementia. He's got either pre-senile dementia or he's absolutely in overt dementia. In any case, he's not fit for the jobs. You say, well, okay, so Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is a stooge of the San Francisco political machine. She doesn't really exist on her own. She had no base of her own. She was, she was just put there by the powers that run San Francisco politics, which would be uh, the Getty Pelosi machine. That's the best I can figure out. I've lived here long enough to see them control virtually everything that goes on in this one party state of ours, which is why it's dying, why it's collapsing. From the bums to the illegal aliens swarming over the border, many of them with COVID. To the fires that are are out of control because the underbrush was not cleared year after year after year. It's total, absolute incompetence from the top to the bottom. So say, well, we can't wait for Biden to go. Well, watch out, because as I said the other day, if Kamala Harris takes over, we'll be looking back on old Joe as a centrist compared to what these evil people will do to this country. It's not bad enough that they're robbing the Treasury blind with their trillions of dollars in in in, in programs as if the money can just be printed. We're moving into the Weimar Republic here where the currency will have no value. The greed is so overwhelming that you would think somebody within their own circles would say, hold it now. We've never had it so good. Let's slow down. But they don't slow down. And so, God forbid, we see Kamala Harris as president. Now the big question is, who would be the vice president? Who would take the vice president's slot, who would that be? Does anyone know who would become vice president? How does that happen? Josh, what's the sequence? Mm-hmm. Is, it, well, is it Nancy? Uh, does the, Nancy Pelosi move in from the Speaker of the House and become vice president? Well, if, 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 it, if it's the, the Democrat way, they'll, they'll do it however they want to. I think that they'll likely select somebody outside of the speakership. Uh, I think that they have the flexibility to do that. They could. You mean there's not an automatic emplacement of the speaker? Not to my knowledge. Mm. I would have to look into that. So they could make Bernie Sanders vice president. <laughs> Let's hope not. Or occasional cortex. They could pick occasional cortex. She could be made vice president. They pick, they pick a party hack who would not, uh, you know, 
shake up the tree a little bit. So we're in trouble one way or the other. We are stuck with a rotten system of two parties, which I've been opposing for years now. I like the parliamentary system much better because after this disaster, there would have been a call for a new government as it would have happened in England or in Israel and a new government would have been formed. There's no question in my mind he would have been gone. So we're stuck with this this group of gangsters. You know, Biden and his merry wokesters are destroying America and the world. And by the way, Josh. Let's talk about the massive number of Afghanis being brought in by airlift, airlifted into the country. They're not being screened or vetted. They, we read this morning, I think it was on Breitbart. I posted it on, on my website. I think it was a Breitbart story yeah. where they said, don't vet them. Get them on the plane. Get as many as you can into this country. And we'll look at their papers once they get here. I couldn't believe my eyes. I said, this can't be true. And it was true. I couldn't believe my eyes. And so how many of them, as I asked in a podcast a week or so ago, are Trojan horse refugees? Common sense would say many, right? Yes. Many. I don't know how this ends. I know it's going to get much, much worse. Our military and our allies no longer trust Biden. And... uh The Afghan evacuees are going to be disseminated across America. We're going to have terrorist events across America. Everyone knows who the Afghanis are in Europe. I posted a story I found last week. Uh, I don't remember the the nation. I can't find it right now. Of the uh, Afghani refugees. And they're involved with a tremendous amount of crime in the countries that kindly took them in. They're involved in crime. They're not Einstein and Tchaikovsky trying to contribute to the societies that take them in. They are the predators of those societies. And now we're bringing predators into this country. Wolves are going to be released amongst the sheeple. At the same time that our police have been deballed, just as the military has been deballed by the Democrat socialist vermin, it's going to be each man for himself. Trader Romney blamed Trump for the Afghan disaster. I'm sure you saw that story. I couldn't believe this. I knew this guy was a wobbler. I knew he was on the Democrat side. I didn't know he was this crazy. Trader Romney blames Trump for Afghan disaster. He blamed Trump for it. That that was the headline that I, I put on the front page uh, yesterday, Sunday on Breitbart. Right. It's from from Breitbart, of course. And and your headline said Mitt Romney, Trump administration helped cause this crisis in Afghanistan. I took it to another level and said, traitor Romney blames Trump. You have to be more neutral than I. Traitor Romney blasts Trump for Afghan disaster. And the strange part is, is I had. I had dinner with Romney long before Trump was president in the North Beach restaurant. I I was shocked that he agreed to meet with me. I forget who arranged it. And he was a very nice man. I liked him, you know, as a human to human kind of thing. It was almost Mm -hmm. like, how's how's the veal? It's the best veal in the city kind of thing. (laughs) He he was like like the out-of-town guy who visits the big city and asks how the, you know, how's the sauce here or something like that. I said, admit they don't have any mayonnaise here. I'm sorry, but it was like that. 
they don't put mayonnaise on the pork chop here, Mitt. They they don't have gray poupon, unfortunately. For <laughs> no. <Mitt>. no, he <laughs> was a very nice guy. But when I asked him about immigration and I said, it's your weak point, illegal immigration, that's when he got a little rigid, you know, and I didn't push it any further than that. I don't know why he's gone so far to the left. I don't understand it at all. You know, he doesn't have to go that far. We'll be right back with the conclusion of my interview by Josh Kaplan of Breitbart. I hope you'll enjoy the interview. Thanks for listening. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. Thinking about Afghanistan through the lens of the savage doctrine, which millions of your listeners have gotten a sense of over the years through your program and your New York Times bestselling books. What should the United States do next or not do next when it comes to Afghanistan? Well, we're out of there, so it's a moot point in a way, Josh, isn't it? I mean, we're not going to go back in under any circumstance, even though there's going to be a humanitarian disaster on a level I don't think any of us are able to handle. Uh, so what's next in Afghanistan for us? Well, why aren't we launching why aren't we launching drones and destroying the equipment we left behind? I don't mean the vests, the tanks, the armored personnel carriers. Uh, why are we not knocking them out? It's it's a it's a great question. I ask what we do about potentially uh, what to do and not to do in Afghanistan next or about Afghanistan in general. Well, I, here's, here's what I would do next. Since we're stuck in this position, I'd launch 100 missiles next or 100 drones and take out all the heavy equipment that they were given. And by the way, they were given this equipment. They didn't take it. This was part of the trade that this traitorous bastard Biden worked out as sure as I'm sitting here or whoever works for that for that puppet. They were told by the Taliban in no uncertain terms, you give us all the heavy equipment and we won't kill anybody. And we won't uh, take your troops as hostages. They were given this equipment. Are you concerned that the that the the neocon wing of the, the Republican Party may want to go back in there along with some of the pro-war Democrats? That's why I. I asked the question of what we should do next and, and what shouldn't we do about Afghanistan, because that's some of the rumblings that I'm seeing on both sides. There seems to be this neocon pro-war yeah. Democrat. Of course, because the military industrial complex wants to build everything that was just given to the Taliban. Again, think about the trillions of dollars that 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 would cost. Uh, so what do we do? I wouldn't send one U.S. troop in there. What I would do is use drone strikes to knock out all the heavy equipment we gave them before it's transferred to Iran or or to some other country. That's the first thing I would do. Take, why can't they blow up the helicopters with drones? They can see them from the sky. The night sky drones could take them out. They could knock them all out. I don't know. Do you think Israel is going to be involved in, in taking out some of this heavy equipment? It's a threat to them for sure, isn't it? Yes. You know, that's the big missing discussion here. And it may not be appropriate right now, but Israel's remained extremely quiet. I've been reading the J Post and other Israeli sites. There's almost no news about this. But if you look at Iraq, largely a Shia nation, and Iran, largely a Shia nation, and you see the Taliban, who are largely, I think they're 100% Sunni, right? And ISIS is Sunni. What you have here is an interesting chess game going on if you want to just withdraw and become intellectually uh, puzzled about it. You actually have a new formation of the enemies of both Iran and Iraq in the middle of them uh, in Afghanistan. 
Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting occurrence, but I don't think that the Biden administration thought that through. I would like to believe that they're I'd like to believe they didn't. I think they just hastily withdrew and threw uh, everyone overboard to get out as fast as they could, giving up the weapons and our allies. But in the middle of Iran and Iraq, there sits a Sunni presence now of the Taliban and ISIS. Does that explain why certain nations are sitting idly by on the sidelines? I don't know. Great. Thanks, Dr. Savage. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed and learned something from it. And I want to remind you of something that I think is important for you to know. We have over 280 Savage Nation podcast episodes available to you absolutely free. I'll say that again. You can go back into this vast library of over 280 episodes and listen to any one of them or several of them at your leisure. So you never have to be without the Savage Nation. Thank you very much for listening.